Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app at Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. It is 8.30 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keene. Economic Indicators brought to you by Commonwealth Financial Network. When it's time to change the conversation, talk with a broker-dealer, RIA, that's ready to listen. Call 866-462-3638 or visit Commonwealth.com to learn more. Vinny Del Judice is at the First Word desk. It looks like we went shopping in May. Yes, Michael. Retail sales up 0.5% in May, topping Wall Street forecasts. Excluding autos up 0.4% matching forecasts. The control group up 0.4% topping forecast. Retail sales up 0.5% in May. Economists going into the reported expected to gain a 0.3%. Inflation news. Meantime, import price index May up 1.4% year over year, though, down 5%. At the Bloomberg First Word Desk, I'm Vinny Del Judice. Let's go back to New York. Well, one thing to point out about that uh, import price number, down 5%, yes, but it was down 5.7%, uh, revised yeah. to negative 5.3% uh, the prior month. So it has improved uh, inflation on a month-over-month basis. Import price yeah. inflation up 1.4%. One presumes that's basically oil. Just on the headline data, there's six statistics, and they're all, every single statistic is most constructively uh, with a better tone, the 10-year move to a higher yield. But I, I'm actually sort of surprised, Mike. I guess it shows you the Brexit effect. I'm I'm a bit surprised at the lack of market move uh, that we've seen. Maybe we'll see more as people digest these numbers. Well, but, people do seem to want the weight of evidence yeah. as opposed to a one thing. But I'm looking at the overall month-over-month numbers. Furniture sales and building material sales down. Building material sales down a high, uh, 1.8% after a 2% decline the month before, which is interesting because housing starts haven't been particularly weak. And then, of course, your favorite department stores taking it on the chin down nine-tenths. But almost everything else is up. Obviously, you get a big boost from higher gas prices. Uh, gasoline station sales up 2.1%. But what does it all mean? Uh, does it put a floor under the idea that uh, the U.S. economy is collapsing? Lindsay Piegza is chief economist for Stiefel Nicholas out in Chicago. And, uh, Lindsay, uh, you have been relatively negative on the U.S. economy. Uh, does this give you a little bit more confidence? Well, I think it would have given me a bit more confidence if we if we'd seen back-to-back months of outside spending uh, for the consumer. Now, certainly April was not revised, and so that's still above 1% spending, but May at just half a percent, that's a pretty modest spending pace. So still positive. Consumers are still out in the marketplace buying big screen TVs, buying new spring dresses, but they're doing so at a slightly more moderate pace. So I would have liked to have seen, again, another outsized uh, increase in May to really undermine uh, that concern that I have about the, the U.S. consumer. What's, uh, I mean, this is two months in a row where, um, whether it's not outsized or not, uh, we've seen consumer spending rise. What makes you concerned about consumers? Well, I think at this point uh, we have really – experienced any sort of positive momentum that we could from low gasoline prices. And that really is my concern because, remember, against the backdrop of what the consumer is doing, we've been paying a significant lower price 
filling up the family car at lower-cost fuel. And that has translated into thousands of dollars of extra cash into the consumer's pockets. Mm -hmm. And when the consumer saves a 1000 typically they go out into the marketplace and they spend 2000 because they feel wealthier. So we should be seeing an upward trajectory in sales. But instead, when we look at these retail numbers on an annual basis, we see a lot of volatility with the consumers stuck in this 2 to 3% growth range down from a near 5% spending pace just 18 months ago. So, again, still positive, but we're still seeing that waning momentum in the consumer sector against the backdrop of lower energy prices. When you look at this, how does it fold into a GDP estimate, or I should say almost the tone of 2% GDP? Is your vector to a stronger economic growth in America, or is it a more tepid growth? Well, I think in the second quarter, this does line up with the idea that we will see above-trend growth, slightly above. So we're looking for about 2.5%, which certainly is a step in the right direction from less than 1% growth in the first quarter, but a far cry from that near 4% rebound that we're used to when we look back to 2014, 2015. And so it's a much more tepid first half of the year growth rate, really uh, a far cry from the robust type of activity that the Fed had anticipated to follow forward after that liftoff in December. So the economy does appear to be still in positive territory, but losing momentum from that trend 2% pace. Well, uh, I wonder how much has to do with the fact that we get a bad piece of data and the markets all sink and the headlines all read, uh, you know, things are terrible. Uh, and then you have presidential candidates running around the country telling everybody things are terrible. Uh, you know, how much of it is confidence that maybe could be reversed? Well, I think that goes to speak to just how fragile the consumer's perception of the U.S. economy really is. If one data point can derail that more positive assessment of the U.S. economy. And, in fact, I would extrapolate that out to the very fragile position the Fed is in as well. Remember, we had weeks of very hawkish rhetoric that all of a sudden was derailed by one weaker-than-expected May employment report. If the Fed really did view the economy as being on strong footing, that May employment report should not have impacted mm. their commitment to raise rates uh, near term. Lindsay, thank you so much. Lindsay Piega with uh, uh, Stiefel Nicholas. I, I don't know what she's complaining <clears throat> about. She's in Chicago. Cubs have an eight-and-a-half game lead. Oh, yeah, it's great. I mean, you got to be yeah. feeling good about life if you're living in Chicago, at least on the north side. No, I, 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 it's a great story developing now that we've moved on from the Pittsburgh Penguins. The who? You know, we're not talking about hockey. Okay. My generation. Yeah. Um, anyway. Thank you for the many comments. I had no idea how many Pittsburgh Penguins fans we had in our world headquarters. It's a shock. Retail sales, a very good statistic. This hour of surveillance is brought to you by Volvo Cars White Plains. Visit volvocarswhiteplains.com. Here's Michael Barr with the latest world and national headlines. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Homeland Security Secretary Jay Johnson is urging vigilance after Sunday's mass shooting at an Orlando, Florida nightclub. Johnson speaking to ABC says the attack is looking more like the work of a lone wolf. Johnson also says the best way to prevent lone wolf attacks is to work with the Muslim community and not create an immigration ban proposed by a presumptive Republican presidential nominee, Donald Trump. We need to build bridges to communities, to American Muslim communities right now, to encourage them to help us in our homeland security efforts. 
France says the murders of a policeman and his live-in female partner were an act of terrorism. The attacker stabbed them to death outside of Paris. The attacker was killed by French police. House Speaker Paul Ryan plans to unveil a regulatory overhaul proposal that includes expanding energy production on federal land, limiting lawsuits against businesses, and scaling back the 2010 Dodd-Frank financial regulation law. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Tom? Thank you, Michael. Time now for the Land Rover Parsippany Bloomberg NBC Sports Update with Rob Bushka. Rob? Morning, Mike and Tom. Not many gave the Cavaliers a chance in Game 5 of the NBA Finals at Golden State down 3-1 on the series. And again, the Cavaliers do have LeBron James. To the right elbow, gets turned back by Rush, tries it again, gets to the foul line. Now to the paint, good pump fake, got hit, puts it up, he puts it in! And LeBron James has a chance for the three-point play! Cavaliers radio on the call. James and Kyrie Irving both had 41 for Cleveland, who climbed back into the series with a 112-97 drubbing of the champs, putting their celebration on ice for now. It's 174th time in the playoffs alone that LeBron has scored 20 or more points. Steph Curry an off night. He had 25, but a game-high four turnovers. Game six Thursday night in Cleveland. The Yankees and Mets both had the night off. The Yankees will be in Colorado for an 8:40 first pitch. Nathan Uvaldi will square off against Jorge De La Rosa, and the Yankees are hoping to restore a little pop and perhaps some championship pedigree at first while waiting for Mark Teixeira's knee to come around. They've signed former Met Ike Davis, who you remember his father, Ron, won a ring in pinstripes back in 78. The Mets, they host Pittsburgh, who have yet to name a starter tonight, while the Mets will hand the ball to Jacob DeGrom. NFL training camp, still six weeks away. It's going to be here before you know it for the Jets, though. They have a standoff on their hands with Muhammad Wilkerson. Says he won't sign his franchise tag and could miss the start of camp in July over a contract dispute. And Copa America play? Mexico continues its unbeaten streak. They played away 1-1 tie with Venezuela, while Uruguay made quick work of Jamaica. 3-0, and that is your NBC Bloomberg Sports Update. Mike, Tom? Thanks so much. Appreciate that this morning. A churn to the markets even after retail sales. A better-than-good report. The 10-year yield rounded up 1.60%. That's good. And the tape better in a Brexit remain challenge Europe. The two-year yield... German two-year is much more negative than 24 hours ago, but actually not that bad. Negative 0.581 is a three-basis point move on German short-term paper. These are huge numbers. The yen was a 105 weaker in the last 90 minutes, 106.01. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Stay with us. The Sports Report brought to you by Land Rover Parsippany. If it's in your nature to cast off the everyday and seek adventure, the Discovery Sport was built to help your search. Visit LandRoverParsippany.com or 1-800-FIND-4WD. Land Rover, above and beyond.